Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading from the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is not a forum. I know you were thinking I was going to say is another delightful forum, but that's not what it is. No, today is going to be a collection of stories, and not any kind of stories, but specifically vampire stories. And even more specifically, these are stories shared by vampires about their awakenings. And most of these people are teenagers who think that they are vampires. And so these stories are ridiculous. That's basically all you can say about them. I'm just going to put up my own bias right up front. Uh, I dislike people who think that they are vampires. Uh, it's just absurd. Anyway, um, enough judgment. And on to the unbiased reading. Okay, so um, I'm going to be reading from a website entitled sanguinarius.org. And I am going to be reading in the Teen Vampires subsection of this website. And it's called in a section called Awakening Stories. And this is page one of the Awakening Stories. And there are six total pages. I don't think I'll make it through all of them. But we're going to start off with the very first one. Oh, I just got a message on my brand new iPhone. I stood in line for five hours like an idiot. Anyway, and to start off, uh, I don't think these are actually named, but the people discuss themselves. And the first vampire story is submitted by a girl named Kate. And it goes like this. Hiya, my name is Kate, and I am 15 years old. My awakening first started about a year ago. I first started noticing something different about me. I was very, very pale and growing fairer. Kids began noticing the second week of my first year of high school. The first thing they ever said to me was, Hey, Whitey, is the sun your enemy? I was bewildered that someone had actually said that to me. I'm not meaning to sound swaggering or above anyone, because that most certainly is not how I am. But I hung with the in crowd. I was popular. I wore fancy preppy clothes and hung out with the cheerleaders. I began wearing long sleeve shirts, hoodies, and jackets even when it was warm outside. The teasing only got worse. They started calling me Casper and Whitey. Eventually, everyone began to chime in. I started to become dreadfully sad because I started losing my friends. They just didn't want to be around me anymore, and I couldn't understand why. Some said they felt uncomfortable around me. Others said they felt as though I was changing. I found other friends and began dressing differently. All my life, I've listened to rock, classic rock, metal, and punk. So one day I went to Hot Topic and bought an Atreyu t-shirt because I loved the band at the time. I wore it to school that week and everyone began calling me emo. Why am I emo? I would yell back. They would say, because you're white as a ghost and you listen to emo bands. They would crack up and then I would usually get the sudden urge to attack them and rip out their throats. I never used to be so violent. I started going through constant mood swings and anger issues. I tried controlling them, but eventually my worrying mother found out. She said to me one day, You're going to the psychologist? This needs to stop, Katie. So I began going through some immense therapy. I was diagnosed with a severe case of depression and anxiety. As the year progressed, so did my dejection and rage. I had found a new friend, but she wasn't a friend to look up to. She did drugs and had mingled with every person she met. Rumors began flying around about me being albino. People would come up and ask, is it true you're really part albino? So-and-so said your grandmother was a full-blooded albino. Of course, I denied the rumor. 
Of course, I denied the rumors, but they only got worse. First, I was an albino. Then I was a lesbian. Then I had done things with a girl. Then I had smoked crack at play practice. I can't even remember everything that went around about me. One morning, I had awoken and felt extremely thirsty. So I went downstairs and began chugging the milk gallon. It was like that every morning from then on, I would wake up thirsty, not hungry, as if I had eaten the most salty food on the planet that night. Things moved exceptionally quickly then. All of it was too much to obtain at once. I began getting migraines, true throbbing migraines, when I stepped into the daylight. Any type of bright luminosity made me wince. Then the sun started coming out and winter was over and it was hot outside. I would put my sunglasses on and go outside and lay out and tan. The sun would start burning my skin literally within five minutes. I would lie outside for 15 minutes and come inside looking like a tomato. I would shower and it would all peel away. I was never like that in earlier years. I would go outside and play and get coffee brown tan. All that faded away now. The thirst began taking over. It was like I was dehydrated all the time. I just drank and drank anything I could find. Then I began noticing other changes. When I went to take the school tests for sight and hearing, I would not only pass them, but excel them. I had better vision than 2020, and I can hear up to 22,000 frequencies. I really didn't realize what I had awakened to until I watched a horror movie. When I looked at the blood, it made me go mad. When someone would cut themselves by accident, I wouldn't even be looking at it. I could already smell it. I've been able to smell blood very easily for a year now. My friend used to cut herself in front of me when she was upset, and I would always smell it. It smelled rusty, but it made me thirsty. When she had gone to bed, I pulled the razor she cut herself from and licked it. I hoped she'd never seen me do it. My dinner taste began changing too. Me and my mother always used to get well-done steaks. After knowing my bloodthirst, I figured it would be best to try medium. Every time we would go out to eat, I would eventually go down the list until I just started getting steak rare. I started noticing other things, like like I smell things before others, sense things before others, and can see significantly in the dark. And don't even get me started on the pain I go through, the urges, oh, the horrible urges. I don't even sleep until 6 a.m. now. I have to lie to my mother, my poor caring mother, because she would be terrified if she knew that I don't go to sleep until 6 She'd take me to the mental institute if she knew. I decided writing this because I know that I am truthfully a vampire. When I had read various articles on vampirism, and I read that I had the same symptoms as others, I just knew. I felt relieved that there was nothing wrong with me. I was so comforted to know that others had been going through the same symptoms I had gone through as well. I'm afraid I will never find someone that will be like me, going through the same things I went and am going through. I hope that someday I will be able to find someone to share the hard times with. But for now... I am alone. I am homeschooled now and continue going through this awakening stage. And next we have an awakening story shared by a Tim. Hi there, I'm Tim, and I believe for the past few months I could be awakening. I've always been a bit different per se, but for these past few months I've been seeing things about me that are closely if not exactly related to being a Sang slash Psy vampire. Now Sang is a blood feasting vampire and Psy is a psychic vampire that feeds on people's energy. For the past few years, I've been able to read people and feel how they are feeling. It's quite bothersome, really. But as I was saying, I find myself staring at people and start feeling how they look, happy, sad, angry, etc. And then feeling more, um, alive? I don't know what word I'm looking for, but I'm sure you get the point. But as for the saying part of this, I've always had a love for blood. The taste, smell inside of it overflows me with quite a few thoughts. My friends and I have always shared blood just for the love of it, but lately I've needed to drink it or I would be sad, angry, or a multitude of other bad emotions. 
The sun had always bothered my skin and eyes and gives me headaches. I rarely go out, and I can see fine at night. I can hear other things people say they don't, and so on. My doctor has even told me I'm not normal because my core temperature is always low and my heart beats slower and whatnot. Could be from how much I weigh, but hey, who knows? I've always been interested in vampires. I have never had friends. The ones I do have are into vampires and things of that sort, so I hold them close. My girlfriend has also talked to me about this. Her best friend is a Sang vamp. As I was saying, over the past months, things have changed in my life. The need for blood, the better sight at night, the hearing of sounds no one hears, and so on and so forth. So I do believe that I am awakening into what I really have in my body. Unlike some others, though, I welcome this fully and understand what I must do for me to survive. And the next story is submitted by Paige, and it goes like this. So begins my story. I am 13 and am enduring my awakening. The other day I came home early with a migraine and an extremely bad nosebleed. This happened for the rest of the week. My parents think there is something wrong with me, or I am inflicting this upon myself. I'm not. They are making me take sleeping pills at night, which do not help the slightest bit. I'm going through a deep depression. Many things have begun to change about me and the people around me. I realize that I am a psy-vamp, because the people around me are tired and sick all the time. These headaches are not from the sun alone. I know that much. My mother has been watching the history of the computer and finding that I have been on many vamp sites, so now she also thinks I'm crazy. I am so tired all the time. I found myself sleeping in the commons before school started. I don't think anyone saw, but I guess you never know. I can't control myself. I'm feeding off energy involuntarily. I just can't help myself. Am I crazy? Am I losing it? I really need some help right now. There are too many closed-minded nils around me that I can't tell. I would really appreciate some advice. Please email me if you get the chance. I just don't know what to do anymore. Contributed by Paige. Sangy note, if you have some advice for Paige, email it to teenvamps at gmail.com and one of my helpers will review it and forward it to her. Some advice might be posted in Teen Vampires if we feel it may benefit others. And the next story of Vampire Awakening comes from The Morbid Rose. And it goes like this. Hey, I'm a hybrid vampire who's only 14. I think I've finished my awakening now. Hope. I wanted to share my story with other vamps, teen vamps, and awakening vamps out there. This is extremely hard for me to talk about. I will admit it. So please forgive me if this starts off slowly. I'm still a bit freaked and scared. Not as much as before, but it's still hard to open up. Now that I look back, I realize that I had many classic signs of being a vampire since I was born. Nocturnalism, very cool body temperature, quiet slash slow heart rate and breathing. Ever wake up at one in the afternoon and find your mom standing over you wailing? Super pale skin, increased senses, extremely sensitive eyes and skin, you know the drill. I was awakened to my vampirism in early November, about a year ago. I think it was when I gashed the back of my right hand open, on accident. The blood came gushing out, and my first instinct was to drink it. Naturally, I freaked out and got extremely scared. Since then, ugh, I started trying to figure things out. And I know we've all gone through this, but believe you me, awakening is absolute fucking hell. The physical pain and distress, the emotional pain and distress, with your eyes burning right out of their sockets and people's moods flooding in on you because you have no idea how to block them, falling asleep in class because you were awake all night, on and on. Sorry, I'm finished ranting. Over the next several months, I became aware of my psi powers. I am unusually strong when it comes to this. Ten minutes in the same room with me, and people start falling asleep. I started... 
Okay. I became aware of my psi powers. I'm unusually strong when it comes to this, 10 minutes in the same room with me, and people start falling asleep, and started learning how to deal with my various symptoms, problems, and traits. I went through a lot of emotional and physical changes, life changes. A word to the awakening. Life will change. The changes might be big, or they might be small, but life changes. For me, it was mostly, one, increased senses, two, sun bothering the shit out of my eyes and skin, being a tomato and going around with a squint is not fun, buy sunglasses, use sunscreen, lots of it, three, going from, I go to bed at one in the morning and get up at 11, to, I go to bed about seven in the morning and get up the moment the sun sets, four, I used to be the color of snow, now I look like I have been dead and six feet under for three weeks, five, I have now started being a bit more goth and dark than before, but I still wear the same clothes, jeans, and a sports shirt. I wear a little more black now, but it was mostly my makeup and jewelry that took the turn. I do enjoy role-playing. Hee-hee. <laughs> Six. Absolute floods of other people's emotions. I am on a constant roller coaster. And seven. Do not ask me why, but I have developed a sudden liking of very cold temperatures. I try to keep my room around 50 degrees, maybe 55 at most. I just want to tell the other vamps out there to hang on. You're going to be okay. Look for others in the community, online, wherever. Just try and find someone to talk. I can tell you, it really does help to vent. Keep a journal. Find another trustworthy vampire. Go online. You found Sangui, didn't you? What a positive vampire. You are, Morbid Rose. And an anonymous user submitted this story. I awakened when I was extremely young, like four years old. I started with dreams about vampires comforting me, singing me to sleep, and generally acting like a loving parent. Keep in mind that my parents were very abusive to me growing up. After a few weeks of the dreams, I started feeling really tired all day, but I just couldn't fall asleep at night. Next came a point where I realized that no matter how much of water I drank, I was always thirsty. Then came the strange part. I was out playing with my friends one day when I got really dizzy for no reason and I just collapsed. My friend ran over to me and started poking me to see if I was okay. Then out of nowhere, I felt perfectly fine. And I jumped up and looked at my friend, who to my surprise was pale as death and sitting there staring off at nothing. She told me when she poked me, she just got real tired and dizzy all at once. We were five or six at the time, but over the years, things got stranger. I started drinking blood. I wore sunglasses to school. I even hissed at a teacher when she tried to take my sunglasses. By the time I was 10, I knew what was happening, but I didn't have any control over myself until I was 14 or so. Talk about a rough childhood. Awful parenting and an awakening. <laughs> and switching gears, we're going to go from the awakenings section of Sanguinarius into the section called Problems Vampires Have. Although it is very similar to the awakenings, the problems are a little more specific. So let's check it out. And the first one is contributed by Luis Contijo. Greetings from Portugal. Well, first of all, I want to say that I want to thank the website www.sanguinarius.org for the truthful information available and that it is one of my favorite vampirism websites. Now I'll talk about my problems. I had problems in school because one guy discovered that I'm a psi vamp and he tried to kill me in front of everyone. My luck was that a friend of mine protected me. Whatever, it is past. Now I have a different mentality and I don't say to anyone what I am. Another problem, I feel more weak during the day than during the night. I don't know if it happens with some of you or if it's just me. I have a problem with clarity and sometimes I feel really blind. It's an awful sensation. It's hard to explain. I suffer of anxiety and insomnias. I don't know if there are some vampires out there with the same problems. I knew years ago one girl from Lisbon that is a Psy Sang Vamp, and she helped me a lot in the awakening, unfortunately. I lost her contact, 
So feel free to write me slash add me at his email address, which I won't say. And the next problems vampires <laughs> and the next problems vampires have post goes like this. You want to know a big problem? When your friends don't accept you, you're left alone because they hate you and they leak your secret. Good God, I'm getting tired of the daily games of Tease the Vamp at my school because some intolerant piece of shit spread it all through the place. And what's worse than being hated and annoyed is when you accidentally hurt someone when you vamp out because they're messing with you. I punched some fucker in the face, but thank God I didn't get caught or I would have been expelled. I punched him for dancing around and saying, Oh, come on, Dracula, I've got a lot of blood right here. Come and have a sip. I need to punch him again. Even though he cried the first time, he still doesn't get it. Contributed by Blood Wrath. And the next one goes like this. Let me introduce myself. I prefer to be called the Countess. I awoke 20 years ago to the realization that I was different. In those days, there were no forums, no support groups, nothing. Imagine, if you will, having these very intense dreams with no explanation, being extremely sensitive to light, nocturnal tendencies, bloodlust, being able to manipulate energy, and yes, being empathic. How about growing up in a house where Mormonism reigned and not being able to tell a soul who I was or what I was going through? I barely understood it myself. The loneliness at times was unbearable. I am a firm believer that if you cannot help yourself, then no one else can help you. So I developed on my own. I started to read what little material was available. I gathered bits and scraps piece by piece. I learned what dreams meant, who I am, what my name is, and why I chose to be reborn. I live in the shadows as it is better to remain unknown than to be on a hunter's list. Yes, there are still hunters, and yes, they have come knocking on my doorstep. Those of you who do not believe this are foolish. They still think that we are evil, that we are spawns of Satan, and need to be exterminated. We can sit here all day and complain about the hunger or other issues, but this is the most threatening to all of us. Even if we were to come forth and try to educate, it is of no use. People only hear what they want to hear, and unless they want to change their thinking, then education and acceptance is futile. In my long existence, this has been the case, and in this century, it is no different. This is why we are still on the fringe and continue to let Hollywood dictate what a vampire is. This is why RPGers have their stupid quote-unquote houses and such. I agree that eventually we must come out of hiding. And I was hoping it would be this century. But recent events have shown me otherwise. From the gentleman who was murdered by a co-worker's hands just because his co-worker thought he was a vampire to a couple who were beaten one to death because of the way they dressed. This world is not ready for us. These are just a few examples. In summary, be careful who you reveal yourself to. Read all you can and know that being vampire is a blessing. All other issues are temporary. Once you learn how to use these gifts and grow spiritually, other problems discussed in these forums will become irrelevant. Knowledge is power. I hope you all take away these words of wisdom from an old one such as myself. Live, learn, and believe. Contributed by the Countess. And Bloodless Heart adds, I am a 17-year-old, recently awakened hybrid, sang slash sigh vamp. My problem is probably common. I have a problem with getting blood. I have had a friend who would donate to me, but she has moved across the country. And only a couple other people know what I am, but they aren't willing to donate. So I have to get most of my energy from nature, which I have no problem with, but I get bad cravings for blood a lot. We don't have any butchers around here where I live. We only have big delis, and I don't think I could get blood from them. I have a friend 
well, more of an acquaintance, really, who is a sang vamp, and he kills rabbits and other animals like that for blood. But I don't feel comfortable killing anything, and I don't really feel comfortable asking him to do it for me, seeing as how we really aren't very close, and he doesn't even know I've awakened. I drink my own sometimes when I really start vamping out for the taste of it, but that doesn't hold me very long. So if you guys have any suggestions or can help in any way, please email me at the email address. Thanks so much, guys. And Oak Spirit adds, People romanticizing vampires and vampirism, it ain't all that romantic. It's really not romantic when you can't sleep because you're feeling the need and you toss and turn and have bloody vampirically oriented dreams that only serve to intensify what brought them on in the first place. And then when you do get up finally, you're tired and haggard and drained and feeling the thirst still. And you sign on to check your email and all these peeps writing you say, oh, it's so romantic. Okay, then come on over. Let me feed from you if it's so romantic. I'm always on the lookout for fresh blood. Sanguinarius grins a little too sweetly. And Oak Spirit adds, Just my two cents here, but Sanguinarius is just putting it mildly what some vampires experience. There's nothing romantic about the bloodlust that haunts some vampires. The way the lust fills you and pulls your total being to the point where you want to jump out of your skin, when all you can see is the energy flowing within the blood of everyone around you, when you begin to smell it everywhere, and in some cases the smell is so strong you can almost taste its essence, but in reality not having a damn person you know who you can feed from? That is why I believe there are so many psychic vampires, because at least the lust can be filled with sexual energy or whichever kind you choose to feed from. It's either that or drawing from yourself, which in many cases needs to be done again for some vampires. And PLL Ren writes, For those of us vampires unlucky enough to be in the military, how the hell can one do their job when all I can think about is tearing out my CO's jugular? And when in combat, is it wrong to feed off enemy troops if that chance came to be? The rules for the army make my way of living so hard, short of getting out. How can I be what I am and stay in the army? Okay, and, and finally in this ridiculous nonsense, Sarah Dorrance relates the following experience from Bloodstock 98. Whoa, what a weekend. Well, at least I did manage, however involuntarily, to conduct one of my proposed experiments on myself. What are the effects of starvation if my psyche and body do not go into shutdown mode after grokking that my needs will not be met anytime soon? Last time I went without any feeding for years, I was in a state of numbness, exhaustion, and depression, and I suspect that I still fed at a very low level from Scott and from those around me, just not on blood or on massive amounts of life force. Picking fights with people is, after all, an easy way to get them riled up enough to soak some energy out of them. Obviously not enough to really do much good. The last day I fed until this weekend was 13 July, possibly 12 July. I'm a bit foggy about this. I lost most of my stored up borrowed pranic energy on the flight to America because I do not travel well and long distance flights take a nasty toll on me. I was further weakened by sulfa drugs which were being used to treat a case of cystitis. The sulfa drugs were taken for seven days and the mundane effects on normal people include severe dehydration, dizziness and photosensitivity. You can imagine how this would affect me. Yes, folks, the cure was much worse than the ailment. Finally, I did not feed from Scott. Today's date is, um, 27 July. I fed on Saturday night slash Sunday morning, depending on your perspective. So that makes about two weeks of prolonged starvation while in a weakened condition. 
The first week was not so bad. Fatigue, headaches, urinary discomfort due to the cystitis. Sorry if that was too personal. I'm trying to be as clinical as possible. Thirst due to the drugs, low sex drive, mild depression. The second week was when the reality of my situation really hit home. My appetite for food completely diminished. Aside from my usual milk cravings, which intensified, the only explanation I can come up with is that milk is liquid protein and easily digestible. I started getting severe PMS. Murphy's Law here. I did not time my starvation to coincide with my menstrual cycle. The headaches worsened, as did the fatigue, and I developed dizzy spells. By Wednesday of the second week, I was blacking out and swooning nearly every time I stood up from a sitting or reclining position. My arthritis had become a constant nuisance. I had a couple of asthma attacks. My mental state was not wonderful either. I had begun to obsess about blood. Failing that, any substitute. Fellatio seemed to keep the worst at bay. But while sperm is rich in energy of both physical and psychic's Oh, okay. Fellatio seemed to keep the worst at bay, but while sperm is rich in energy of both spiritual and psychic sort, and has roughly the same chemical composition as blood, it wasn't quite the same. When I arrived at the Bloodstock Convention, I was faint, dizzy, shaky, thirsty, not at all hungry for solid food, achy in the joints, and very obsessive. I found the latter state particularly disturbing. One person had a neat trick for flexing his hand in such a way that he could actually move his veins from one side to the other. I shuddered and looked away, because I had started to get stomach pains, and my mouth was watering. The same sort of reaction would happen when people would play with knives, which happened on three occasions. I took actual effort to not do something embarrassing. I don't think I would have lunged at anyone unless the person actually cut themselves. But the salvation and tendency to stare and heavy breathing, and so on, disturbed me enough that I didn't want to expose myself to temptation. It is enough to say that I actually looked away violently in each case of exposure to a potential source of blood rather than facing such temptation with my usual blandness. I am good at being phlegmatic. Phlegmatic? I am good at being phlegmatic when the situation calls for it, as a general rule. Such is the time a former lover walked into my room with a gashed open, dripping arm and asked for first aid. Eventually, one of the attendees at the convention was given to me as a play toy by someone who probably intended on handing me this collared, manacled slave as a joke. And we went upstairs to converse because I took the joke seriously and wanted to find out my slave's limits and needs. I have never been good at picking up on jokes. I'm very literal-minded. He offered himself as a food source. I held out courageously for all of maybe ten minutes. I barely knew him, but damn, I was hungry. Oh well. And we necked for a little while, ahem, until he pulled out his knife, which he said was sharp, but was mostly good for cutting butter. I had left my razor blades in my hotel room, far away from the house where the convention was being held. So I got no more than a tiny taste of blood for all that. Still, I did manage to get something while playing with him. He experienced a drain, and I in turn experienced something hard to put into words. So did he. There was a connection made. He was a bit of a skeptic before the experience. One reason he offered himself was because he wanted to see what would happen. And I'm afraid he now believes in the vampiric experience, which is currently boggling his mind. I got no sleep that night. I was too keyed up and made up for it by sleeping in the car on the way home taking a nap upon arrival, and getting 12 more hours of sleep last night. I'm still hungry, but not nearly as weakened and obsessive. I don't want to repeat the experience again if I can help it. The intensity of my hunger was terrifying and humiliating. This goes on forever. Oh, my God. Anyway, why the fuck? I mean, this is so stupid. And Eliz writes, What annoys me? Boyfriends who are vamps, and so don't believe in blood drinking and are carrying out a sort of personal inquisition to root out who isn't a vampire, which is everyone according to him, which means I am not a vampire, which I can deal with, 
but doesn't understand why I need blood, which I can't deal with. And because I have no one to donate, I have to cut myself, which is very dangerous when you eventually have scars all over your body and people are noticing in PE. And when the family wants to go swimming, what is so annoying is that eventually the boyfriend will come across this page and and probably email me wanting to get in contact because he hasn't the brains to realize this is me. And Lilith writes, My problem relates to that I need blood, an actual physical need for it. I can get my psychic power from anyone, but the blood is what I crave. When living in a society such as this, and with such family as I do, life becomes rather difficult to be who I am, let alone discuss it. One thing is my denial of what I am, something I am at times ashamed of. Attempt to look normal, only burning my eyes, skin, and pride. This as well includes pausing my weekly blood feedings, which then I get horrible, easily agitated, moody, cranky, and overall bitchy. Someone like a smoker, there is a craving I cannot subside. And instead of sucking on a person or vein or used meat package, ugh. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. Okay. And instead of sucking on a person or vein or used meat package, I would get lollipops, which gets tiring. So instead I eat. Nothing tastes good. It all upsets my fragile stomach, and I gain weight as well. The only result is a worse mood. So what comes about? Why is it reiterated from previous letters that so much tedious work comes out of being a vampire? Sunglasses that don't protect, long-sleeved, long-dress pants, outfits, sunscreen that is too wimpy and doesn't work, burns, mock and ridicule by friends... And all this, as well, a boyfriend completely in scoff of who I am, a role player, and he wonders why I look at others such. So here I sit, wait back to normal, in my dark room on my chair, in an IV tube of food, the news shouting something about a break-in at the mobile blood bank. Yeah, life looks good for a while. Okay. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for this reading of sanguinarius.org. Now... Here's the part where I get heavy on the vampires. Isn't the idea that to become a vampire, you have to be bitten by a vampire or do some sort of unholy act that requires you to then be cursed to get your sustenance from feeding off other people? Why are all you vampires waking up in high school like what is there why is there an aw- vampire awakening the whole concept of all of vampire history is that you get bitten by a vampire then you become a vampire none of this uh yeah i'm a i'm an angsty teen who doesn't feel like i belong oh i must be a vampire it's it's pretty retarded <laughs> um i have i i don't know why i'm so judgmental of vampire people but i am it's it's dumb I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> I have uh, more disdain for vamp- for people who think they are vampires than pretty much anything else. So yeah, I was talking to a friend about like you know they should have vampire tryouts, and all the people who, th- who have these vampire awakenings should uh, they should be on a bridge and they should have to jump off and turn into a bat before they hit the ground. Probably thin out a lot of the uh, awakened vampire crowd and uh, the psi energy vampire. Just sounds like someone who gets turned on by getting other people riled up, and uh, so you're more of like a more like a troll, an internet troll than a real vampire uh, or a psy vamp or whatever you want to call yourself. So you just get off on uh, making other people get angry or ha- when other people are upset. Yeah, you're basically just a dick instead of being a vampire. So instead of saying like I've awakened that I'm a psychic vampire, 
You should just say I'm awakened to the fact that I'm an asshole who gets off on making other people upset and it kind of gets me all hot and bothered uh, and energized because I just get so titillated by the fact that I'm making people so upset. You've got a problem. I'm not saying you don't. I'm saying that you do. But uh, being an undead vampire person, is that's not your problem. Your problem is that you're a dick or a loser. Whatever you are. You can choose your own insult. Anyway, I forget where I saw this first, but if someone sent it to me, thank you. If someone didn't send it to me, I'll take all the credit. I did not write any of these vampire posts, as uh, I don't think I needed to say that after my last part. I want to thank all the uh, people from the Sneeze Fetish Forum. It's going back two or three uh, podcasts before, but um, got some nice comments from the Sneeze Fetish Forum. People who appreciated the uh, the podcast about about themselves, which is a nice change. Actually, most people who find out that their forums have been read uh, usually take it in stride. I even got one from the uh, MyTinyDick.net people thanking me for doing a read, and uh, I think the quote was, um, you'd be surprised how small a penis has to be before a woman will consider it small. It's just a great outlook on life, don't you think? So, anyway, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Lou Reads. I'm suffering in my office. There's no. I turned the air conditioning off so I could finish recording this, and now I'm going to turn the air conditioning back on and start chopping it up. All right. This has been Lou for Lou Reads. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.